Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We all know that health is complex and multifaceted. Amy Chang and Fran Paradine are here to break it down, talk it up, and learn from a whole slew of really amazing guests. Fran and Amy are both health coaches, and just like health, their practices and viewpoints are individualized. You'll hear different takes on the same information as they discuss all things health, and you'll learn with them as they talk with guests who explore all different areas of health. Every episode will be fun, informative, and entertaining. If you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. Amy and Fran here. And um, we are excited to be back, Um, just the two of us. There's always fun stuff that happens when just the two of us are talking. So we are... We know what's going to happen now. (laughs) Just the two of us. (laughs) We can make it if we try. I mean, when I'm holding my mic, I told you, when I hold my mic... I know, right? Area comes out. Um, So what we thought we would do today is just throw out some things as, as coaches, we hear repeatedly from our clients um, when they come to us about their struggles. And, and there's definitely um, things that kind of, that span most of the clients we see. Um, And so we thought that there would be a lot of people who can really relate to it. And um, hopefully we can give you guys some ideas and brainstorm together um, to come up with some ideas that have been helpful for us and helpful with some clients. Um, yeah. So here we are and here we go. She was at a um, veg out uh, event in Wilmington and created a uh, poster where people at the event gave her, um, you know, wrote down, some of the struggles they were having. They um, defined what health was for them and then some things that get in the way. And so I think we'll start with some of those and I am sure we'll branch out as we always do. So as always. So shout out to the Veg Out um, Festival in Wilmington. It's a great festival and had so many booths for so many different facets of health. So that was a wonderful event. I think that was the second annual. So look forward to a third. And they let me be the first speaker. So I got to get up and and give a little spiel on the four steps that we always go through with people that always make a difference in their health and their lives. And I made a poster that says, what does health mean to you? And what challenges your health? And gave people post-it notes and let them put that up there. And then one lady so sweetly pointed out to me that I had misspelled help. Oh no. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I left out the flipping L. It looks pretty. I used the markers. It's so pretty. That and so when she so said that, I was like, funny. oh dang, I had to squeeze in an L. It was like the perfect way to start, you know, your first festival as a health right. coach is to misspell f- flipping, sorry, help. When you're a health coach, I was like, that is funny. come on, Chang. Okay. So uh, you want to start with what health meant to people first? Sure. Go, go over it. Okay. So um, being able to play. Mm, big one. Ask me who put that one up there. You. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Feeling good about myself. Feeling good inside and out. Being vegan. Exercising to feel good. Stress eating for happy. Oh, I think that was on a challenge. Um, And no pain. What does health mean to you? No pain. Exercising to feel good. Being vegan. Feeling good inside and out. Feeling good about myself and being able to play. Hmm. What can you add that you hear from your people consistently that is the core of why they would want good health anyway? A, a lot of people say just to feel in control, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of be feel back in control of their health. Because um, I do think when one thing goes right? It's, it's almost like a domino effect. And you like, if you know, you should know, like, right. you blew out your Achilles, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's, that impacts, you know, the, the ripple effects of something like that um, are huge. And then it does start to feel out, like, out of control. Um, you know, eating, so you can't exercise. So maybe your sleep is off and then your eating is off um, and then you're grouchy. And so your relationships are off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it just is uh, it, there, there are these ripple effects that impact you know, almost every aspect of our lives. Um, so that's what I hear often. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. That That's, that's uh, when I find most of my clients come to me is when are, when the wheels are really off the bus. Yes. Like it's not one thing. It may have started with one thing and it may have even been something outside of our control, like uh, the weather turned. Yeah. You know, it doesn't even have to be, you know, something that happened to my body or my life directly. It can be as simple as the weather turned or, um, you know, whatever, my job changed. Or, you know, the kids just all of a sudden, we're in soccer season. My <laughs> patterns, you know, yeah. when lacrosse yeah. starts up, when gymnastics really start going, you know, whatever. So, um, yeah, totally. I, I, I feel that all the time. What does health mean to me? And, and I hear what their health means to them is being able to do all that stuff mm-hmm. and, and not suffer, whether it's mm-hmm. pain or just feeling. I just spoke with a client um, the other day and I said, what, what was spinning in your head at night as you laid awake before coaching, you know, before you came to coaching? And she said, I just felt like I was spinning my wheels and banging my head against the wall at the same time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if that doesn't say like I am working my tootie off and have no control over the results and I'm frustrated by that, overwhelmed. Woo. Right. I mean, and that? nothing's changing. Right. Yeah. So like I keep doing this, all I know how to do. Mm. Right. And, and nothing's changing. I keep ending up in the same place. And then I, you know, and then, yes, the other thing is I, I get online or I talk to people and this diet is working for this person and this, you know, workout is wor- working for that person. And, oh my gosh, this person joined this group. And so it felt, I mean, for a lot of people, I think it feels like other people are making all this progress. Oh yeah. You know? That's, that's, um, I'm going to stop you there. Cause we're going to get there on the other side. Yeah. Um, that's going to come up. Um, another thing, you know, it's funny that the no pain came up on what health means to you. I, I think a lot of times in, people enter the healthcare system because they are in pain. And what's amazing and beautiful to me is um, what their journey looks like after they get out of pain. You know, working with um, 
Joey Miles at uh, Healthy Living Spinal Care, what we saw there was that as patients were relieved of pain, then what their health meant to them was a fuller, more thriving life. But while you're in pain, it's more of a, hey, my health just means I can survive. My health just means I can get up. Yes. You you know, and so um, that sort of shows you the spectrum of your health can mean not being in pain. And then as you move from there, your health can be like being able to play. But you're not thinking about being able to play when you're, you're trapped in pain. Right. Yeah. So a whole spectrum of what health means to you. And then you get on the little post-it notes that say, what means feeling good about myself? Mm-hmm. Right. That mental, emotional um, yes. portion of our health that you really don't feel um, that when you're in pain. Wow. No. I want to feel confident and alive every day. No, you just, you just want your back to stop hurting, dude. Right. Right. And when, and when you feel like your body is out of your control, Right. You feel like, you know, you you're not happy with the way it looks. You're not happy with the way it feels you and all that comparison that we alluded to earlier. um, Then you definitely don't feel feel healthy. Right. I mean, even if you even if other people look at you and think, oh, my gosh, that person, you know, looks healthy, feels healthy. If you don't believe that, if you don't feel that, if the emotional peace and confidence isn't there, then you're not healthy. Okay. So I'm really glad you said confidence because, you know, this, as we all know, I've been working on my control and how good it feels to have control in life and how really in essence you, you got Jack. Okay. We could be hit by an asteroid like in the next 10 minutes. So you can, you can pretend to yourself that you have control and that feels all good and stuff, but there are so many things that we can't control that we try to control that keep us head banging against the wall, feet spinning wheels. Right. And so I find with my people that I work with, they do come to me with their wheels off the bus. They do feel like their, their health has just spun out of control from one little seed to like the whole tree with the branches and the leaves of, you know, it started with diet. Now it's diet, exercise, sleep, stress, relationship, you know, all that stuff. And what I find in working with them is as they create some results out of the things they can control, after we identify the things they can control and start making some results in those things, their confidence, but their trust in themselves Mm. goes up. And as they trust themselves more, that need for control both is met and also dissipates. Right. Yes. Agreed. That, that when you, when you believe that you can handle things, right. Mm. That when you believe that, um, that kind of whatever comes along, you're going to be okay. Mm. Yes then you can let go of a lot of that um, anxiety and, you know, fear about the future and therefore need for control. Okay. Can we say that? Okay. So I know that when you and I get talking, we can get like way up. I mean, this is our work and we do this every day and we do this for each other. We do this individually. Um, It's a very self 
reflective, self-aware space between the two of us. And that's not everybody. I'm so grateful for the training that I've had and the discipline that I've had on making that a part of my life. It's a great tool. But let's just dumb that down for the people who are like, now, what did they just say? So say what you said again. It was brilliant. Okay. Now I kind of forget how it all went, but the the gist of it is a lot of our fears or a lot of our anxieties and that need for control is, is all meshed together, right? So if we, so if we, instead of feeling like I need to control my gosh, what this Thanksgiving dinner is going to look like, or, (laughs) you know, like how everybody's going to interact. If I can just trust that whatever happens, we're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. Um, And I'm going to be able to handle kind of whatever comes at me because I have trust in my, my abilities. I have trust in the way I manage my emotions. Um, You know, even if I'm upset, I trust that those around me will be, I'll be able to articulate it. They'll be able to hear it and receive it. Um, So there's, so I think that when, when you are feeling kind of in that space where internally I can manage this stuff and externally I've kind of created or I'm part of a system that can handle what comes along, then it's much easier to let go of mm. um, the anxiety and the fears mm. for, for what's going to happen and what you ought, cannot control. I love that. Okay. So when you trust yourself more, you can ease up the white knuckle grip on having control in your life. Yes. There you go. That's the nugget. That's the nugget. And you know what? I'm going to say this right now. You don't develop trust by just deciding you're going to trust. No. It is an experience of yourself. How do you experience yourself? And you experience yourself as capable and confident and trustworthy by the decisions and actions you put in place. Absolutely. And a lot of it is slowing down, right? Mm. Slowing it down. So you're not just reactive. You know, one of the things I work with clients a lot is, is um, creating the space between, you know, an event and your reaction. Okay. Let's get that real. Creating the space between, I know I don't want to have more than one piece of pie and walking into mama's and there's pecan, um, chocolate chess and pumpkin pie. Right. And before just the little tiny space before I slice into all three of those. Right. Just to check in. And I may decide, you know what? I'm only going to have one piece, but it's going to be a third (laughs) of the chocolate (laughs) chess. (laughs) Yeah. But so, but so, so, you know, the, the skills that that need to be in place in order to do that, right. Are, are kind of multiple, yeah. Right. You'd and, and be going into it with a plan, going into it mm. with a okay, I only want to have one piece, but what's that going to look like? And what am I going to feel like when I'm walking back into my family of origin? Mm. Right. Which brings up all sorts of stuff for I mean, everybody. There's just so many there's so many things to consider. That 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 one that one example of pa. And I really want people to get this. Here's nugget number two. Number no, nugget one was when you trust yourself you can release the white knuckle grip of control of your life. Yep. 
Nugget number two is if we are going to make this kind of behavioral change, it takes about a half hour to plan that. And I'm not kidding. At least. Yeah. Because that's a multifactorial kind of attack. It's a 86 pronged attack on your senses, your emotions, your habit, your tummy, your, you know, yes. all of those things. So, um, y- you know, if you haven't taken that time and then you go in and I had a friend of mine this, this week, tell me, give yourself some grace. You're going to have a slip. I'm mm. trying something really, really challenging for me right now. And that was what she said to me. She said, Hey, you're going to have a slip. So make sure you give yourself some grace. And without that, you know, 30 minute preparatory, you know, plan of attack, you probably are going to have a slip. Absolutely. And even with it, right? So even with that, like there are so, there's so many things that can come up that will derail you and do derail me all the time. You know, the other piece of it is what do you do with that slip up? You know, so when you slip up, then what happens? How do you make sense of it? What do you say to yourself? And that's also going back to the trusting yourself, Mm, right? I agree totally. Yeah, because things are going to happen and you're going to, you're, you're going to do things that are, you know, are one out of your integrity and two, not in the plan. Yeah. No, it's not in the plan. Right. <laughs> Full disclosure, I'm not making those plans this year. This year, I am making the plan of cut loose, baby girl. And on Friday, you may have to do like a full day fast. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's your plan, right? There. Yeah, so for sure. You're going, into, you're going into it with, yes, with some grace, with some leeway mm-hmm. um, and a way to get back on track. Yeah. Right. You, I can't do a full day fast, so that wouldn't be my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I think for you, that's what, that's, what's working because you don't want to go into it with all of these rules and expectations and all of this thinking you want to go in and enjoy. So, so your goal for that meal or that time is to just enjoy the time with who's around you. Um, and I'm, I mean, I'm assuming, but. Oh, I can't um, wait. I'm so excited. This is the first time I'm going to have all three of my kids um, all together in the same space. And I am like over the moon. Yeah. I'm over the moon. I cannot wait. Yes. Yeah. So who wants to have rules and be thinking about what supply you're having? No, this, this mama is cutting loose and um, we're going to, we're going to party down. Yeah. (laughs) And, and there's so many, um, yeah, there, I mean, there's so much around food, right? It's not just, mm. does it taste good, but it's also what the memories are with the, um, you know, that you've created these traditions with your family. Um, oh, yeah. and you don't want to miss out on those. It's such a multifaceted thing. Thus the half hour planning. I yeah. wanted to get your goal. Yes. So being clear I, about what's inside your goal. Your goal. Yes. And that is what I wanted to say when, uh, third nugget of the day Keep your eyes on the other side. So the other side of that decision to take one piece of pie and actually only taking one piece of pie, there's something for me on the other side of living by that commitment to that decision. And that is confidence, increased trust in myself, yes, not feeling bloated and nasty and gassy, you know, there's something over there for me. 
And if I keep my eyes, I, I, I've said this a billion times about that morning bike, bike ride that I'm not able to take quite yet, but there are lots of days I got up and I didn't want to take that bike ride, but I knew who I was on the other side of that ride. And that is what I wanted. So, yes. you know, there's a commitment to, I want to eat the pie because it tastes good. I want to eat the pie because our family always does that. I want to eat the pie because it's easy and I, I want to have an easy day. But there's another commitment of, but I want to have one piece of pie because who I am on the other side of maintaining that decision is confident and trustworthy and powerful and healthy and moderate and a role model and like all those other things that you make up for yourself, right? So that's, I, I think uh, when I see my clients overcome challenges on decisions and really make big wins for themselves, they have been very clear and very present to the other side of that decision. Yeah. Yes. And that's, you know, we, I know we had a podcast on um, James Clear and Atomic Habits, but that's what he talks about a lot is, is who, who you want to be mm. and then act in that way. Right. I mean, and, and it's the small things over time that, that build that trust, that build that confidence in yourself that, you know, allow you to screw up mm. and then get back on track. You know, like, okay, that, yeah, that, what that decision was not in line. I mean, if I want to be this person who is, you know, when I'm 80 years old, running around with my grandkids and doing mm -hmm. that, eating three pieces of pie is not in line with who that person is. Um, on uh, eating three pieces of pie repeatedly is not in right. line with who that person is. If you in know, this example, maybe the eating three pieces of pie for, you know, somebody else really works. It right. doesn't work for me. Three pieces of pie for somebody. Maybe they skip. I don't know yeah, how whatever. they manage that. But or maybe their goal like that day, like, my God, each of my grandchildren made a pie. Of course, I have yes. a piece of it, you know, like then it's about community and then it's about connecting. And then. Yeah. Yeah, so, right. It's it's and that I think that goes back to how individual all of this is. Mm. And understanding yourself and understanding what your goals are. And as, as coaches, we are part of our job is to really honor that. And, and oh, I love that out of people. Yes. And that is the perfect segue for us to go from what is, what does health mean to you? And I think we've established it's playing, feeling good emotionally, feeling confident, trusting yourself, being pain-free mm -hmm. into what challenges you with your health? Yeah. So the, the post-its that I got up here are, uh, let's see, let me figure. Oh, mine was motivation. That was the big one that I put up there. Just staying motivated. Um, uh, let's see. Other challenges were food and sugar, eating regularly, sugar, milk, chocolate, junk food and salty snacks distractions. Um, this one breaks my heart a little bit and is very common with my people. And that is embarrassment. Uh, let's see food and time and my special needs daughter. Mm -hmm. So we got a lot of time up there and we got a lot of just the pull to Foods that we don't think we need to be eating. And how do we not 
eat. You know, that that's the challenge is that we're <laughs> distracted and pulled and not motivated enough not to eat the sugar and the uh, junk food, processed foods, um, right. embarrassments and, and my special needs daughter. Right. So, but, and a lot of that is, is tied in with time, right? Yeah. Because a lot of that junk food, a lot of that sugar is because we're, we're always busy. We're busy and it's easy. And these, all these convenience foods um, are filled with sugar and they, and they taste good. Mm. Um, and then, um, yeah. And then we get stuck in this cycle because the sugar is addicting. So then you want more and the food is not meant to fill you up because it's not full of nutrients. And so then you eat more and to, to alter that takes time. It does. It and you know time. what? I'm going to throw in a true confession here. So, you know, I have been dealing with my Achilles and at one point I've been trying to increase my protein intake so that I could really put my body into a nice healing state, give her all the nutrient building blocks that she would need to take care of that uh, healing for me. And I kind of sort of fell off the wagon. I've been really hungry. You know, my body is up to a lot of stuff when with the crutching around and the scooting around and the crawling around, you know. And so I just sort of started eating whatever I wanted to eat. And primarily that was carbs, processed carbs, in the form of <laughs> cookies, English muffins, <laughs> you know, all the comfort stuff and the quick mm -hmm. stuff that I go to grab. Right. Um, what I noticed with that was that I was hungry all the time. Yes. And I switched up my uh, supplementation. And when I did switch up my supplementation, I took out my daily collagen that I have like every morning because it didn't quite fit in with the scheme, something about the mixing or the, you know, doesn't matter. I took it out. And then when I looked back on like, wow, I've been eating everything but the legs on the table and it's all been carbs. What is up? I'm like, oh, ding, ding. It's all been carbs. And for me, when I eat carbs, I just want more carbs. I'm not filled up. I know this about my body. And I took out my protein that keeps mm -hmm. me nice and full. So it was really a, a moment where I got to see, and that what a what a present that is, that I got to see like, oh, I did this. This is how I felt and the result. Let me just go ahead. And so then I found a different way to get that collagen in in the morning. And ever since I put that back in, I'm not eating the legs off the table again. Yes. Yeah. And so that's a perfect example of tuning into your body. Right. And, be, and recognize and, and having the capacity to slow down mm. and say, wait a minute, something's different because I am hungry all the time. So what has changed? You know, whereas I think a, and you have the education to do that. Right. So I think for a lot of people, it, there, it's just this kind of constant going, going, going without the time to reflect without mm. the, the recognition that maybe they should be reflecting. And then without the, um, and without the, the education to sift through all of the information that's out there, right? Because there's so oh, gosh, yes, no, I hate doing that. So if you I were hate to Google, right. With, so without your background, if you were to do some Google search about, you know, like you'd be like, well, I, I have no idea right. what to do. do Why I am I eating the legs off the table? table? <laughs> that would be yes, the Google right? search. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I will say this though. Um, that knowledge did actually come from me from my health coach. 
he sent me some information about what uh, nutritional needs my body had during healing. And I believe it was in that piece of information that said, you know, if you're hungry all the time, you're probably not getting the macronutrients split that your specific body needs at this specific time. Mm -hmm. And that's what had me look. So yeah, yeah, you never know. And actually that there's a key piece in that is that at this time, because this what time. happens is it ch- our needs change all the, time. all the time. So it is a kind of a constant need to reflect and a constant need to be like, huh, you know, something feels off and then taking the time to do it. And- okay. So let's pause right here because I feel like um, we're about to give people way too much and we're on three nug- nuggets. And I think this is a fourth. And this fourth is like, take some time to reflect. And the complaint on the what challenges your health is time. Yes. So let's both, I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. All right. Putting you on the spot that I know you enjoy being on. I love it. Love the spot. (laughs) Um, Let's both give three ways that are either ways that we have taken time to reflect or our clients have chosen to take in time, take time to reflect that have been um, uh, workable for them in their lives or workable in our lives. Maybe somebody can pick up on that and, and take mm-hmm. that time to help them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, two, one, you go one, I go one, we'll go for six, three, two, one, go. Ooh, six. Okay. Well, I mean, the first thing for me, and it's really over the past probably year and a half, two years, um, I've started to get up just 10 minutes earlier. So, so I'm, I'm creating the time. Like I felt, and it's quiet in my house. Right. And so these, I, I take the time to, to breathe. Um, I'm not a very, I mean, it's kind of meditation I'm trying, but it's, it's a quiet time where I am just tuning in to my body, what my body feels like. Um, and that took, you know, that, I don't, I mean, I actually am a morning person, but it meant I had to go to bed earlier too. Mm. Um, and so there was, there was a lot of, um, planning that had to go into it and it's not every day. I mean, there's certainly days when, um, but it's a priority to me and I feel like it has very much helped me be more in tune, um, with, with the, with myself throughout the day and with what my body's needing. And so I think just create, and it doesn't have to be a lot, you know, you're just creating, a space. And for different people, it's going to be at different times of the day. Um, it ha- morning happens to be the quietest time in my house. Um, and so that's what works for me. Um, but other people, so, so, so recognizing that it doesn't have to be a huge thing, right? 10 minutes. And okay. it can be five minutes. So you, know, you, take just- ten, you personally take 10 minutes in the morning to gather your thoughts in quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw a super simple, my client, um, found great success when she utilized the client log that comes back to me. So she would just sort of write up whatever was in her head. And that was maybe three times a week. And so, uh, if you look at the core components of that, she's taking time three times a week She's sharing it with another person and she's writing it down. So, uh, so, and the goal, are we create is the goal to create more time? Like what, what is the goal is to reflect 
Okay. And take the time, set aside the time to reflect. And that's how she accomplished that for herself. It was about three times a week. She wrote it down and she shared it with another person. And that really worked well for her. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one. And so actually this is something that I don't do, but I've heard from several clients um, that works for them is um, like Bible verses. They'll take Mm. one Bible verse um, and there's, there's books that do it. There are groups that do it. Um, but I think it's small enough and, uh, you know, that one taking one verse and really thinking about what that means to you and how to, how do you apply that to your life? So that's worked for several people. I know. That's awesome. Um, my aunt gave me a pack of cards for Christmas last year and they were like, um, they were motivational, like spirit level cards and, Every morning I pull one out and read it. And it just gets me focused in on my aunt who loves me and on who I want to be that day. And usually my good choices and decisions come out of who I am being for that day. But that takes me, you know, like, I don't know, 10 seconds. And I, and here's here's the helpful trick. They're in my bathroom. Ah, right there. Okay. So you can also translate that onto like where are your post-it notes. Yep. I've got several notes to myself in my bathroom on a bulletin board, you know, and my thyroid medication, my, my morning pee and my motivation happen yeah. <laughs> you know, right in that space. Yes. And I think that's a great idea. I like to tie these to, you know, to tie, to tie a new habit again. Habit stacking. Right. Um, to something that you already do is big. And so actually Dr. Dr. Amen, who's like mm-hmm. the yep. brain guru, um, starts every morning by saying, this is going to be a great day. Mm. This is what I get to do today. You know, and so you're starting, it's, so that's, I mean, it's not, it's so much reflection as mindset. You know, you are- Don't you think that leads you into some reflection? Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. then it gets you thinking about, um, what, what you're looking forward to and even stuff that you're not particularly looking forward to, like you get to do it. Yeah. Your body's working and what can I learn from it? Right. So mm-hmm. you're going into it. Like, what do I want to get out of it? Um, I don't really feel like going cleaning the kitchen or cleaning the garage or whatever it is, but what can I get out of it? You know, what, what am I learning? I can, what can I do? I mean, I could listen to a podcast and yeah. learn while I'm doing, you know, so there's just, it's, it is a different way of starting the day, a different way of moving through your tasks and, you know, and taking advantage of what's, what's in front of you. Yeah. And you may decide to turf some stuff. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. I think that that, I think that we're up to a four or five. Okay. So for me, um, wait, no, I think it's your turn. I said cards. Oh no, you said, Oh dang. Okay. It's my, it's my turn. This is the last one. So I will go right for the jugular and be vulnerable as always. I have really worked uh, diligently here lately on a three pronged approach of self-reflection and awareness, um, prayer and empty meditative time. So throughout my day, particularly if I notice that I have my panties in a twit, you know, 
anytime I'm irritated, anytime I'm judging someone else, anytime I am wrapped in negative self-talk, I find that uh, with some of my clients, the negative self-talk happens way before the reflection starts. And if they can just realize they're in negative self-talk and, oh, wow, I've got to reflect on something and um, actually look at, you know, what all was going around in that situation. And that's sort of how I use those three. You know, I listen to like what my body is saying, what my thoughts are saying. I really get honest about what I've been doing. Like really how many English muffins have I had, even though they do have sprouted grain, you know, (laughs) really getting straight about that. And then taking a time to ask God for help. Mm-hmm. I do that. I ask God for help. I um, ask him to have mercy on me because I know I've been sinning. You know, that again, keeps me real honest mm-hmm. and out of self-talk. I don't feel bad about it. You know, there's no negative, there's no negative talk and like, Hey, I've been really screwing up here. <laughs> I'd like some mercy and some help. <laughs> yeah. And Amy, I think what's important about what you say is that, that you notice right? You notice when you're in a bad place, you notice when the negative self-talk and that's huge. And I think for me, when that happens, the first thing I do is just take a deep breath, Mm. right? The first thing I do, because that alters my brain chemistry, that alters the the chemistry in my body. And so take a deep breath into my belly, blow it out slowly. So then I'm also re-engaging the part of my brain that's not spinning, Mm. engaging that thinking part of my brain. And, and, um, and then you can do all of those wonderful things. Yeah. You know what I've found? Um, sometimes I take a deep breath. Usually if I'm really upset, I take a deep breath, but a lot of times if it's something that happens all the time, like if I notice that I'm judging somebody, you know, it's just like, I almost start laughing. Like the, right. the minute I notice, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. wow, I'm just in your business. And I'm doing it again. Right? Yeah, I'm like doing it again. Yep. My bad. I don't need to be in your business. <laughs> That's not my business. And right. then I can go into like, okay, wow, that was that was what I was hearing, feeling, thinking, doing. Hey, God, please help me recommit to this mm-hmm. is not who I really am. Right. And then being still just for a breath or two. Yep. To listen. Yep. To like, well, what else might I do instead of judging that other person mm-hmm. constantly or myself? Right. Yes. And that's that's the difference. It's not about the other person. It's about me. Yeah. What is it about me that's making me feel insecure, that's making me feel threatened, that's making me feel that there's scarcity in the world, that I, oh, that yeah. I, I need to judge them, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the reflective piece that's always so you, – you can't move. You can't no. move unless you're if you until you recognize what you are doing. The only person you can change is you. Yeah, the serenity prayer, man, twenty four seven. Okay, so um, and I, I don't want to step over the tag on what challenges your health is embarrassment. Yeah. Okay. Because but, that, I, that I, really I breaks like, my heart. Yeah. Yes. I do feel like there's so many so many ways we can go. And we've, I, I, this has been a very chock full. It has. We try, we really, try, listeners, we tried not to chock full it. Yes. But so we're only make, up to four nuggets. I, I but that's, a, that's, a, they're good nuggets. Each one of those nuggets. could be its own separate podcast. I know. You know? Well, maybe like, we should go back, listen to this and then podcast up each of the nugs. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. But let's, let's focus on embarrassment. So that, cause you have like, when you say it, 
and when you talk about it, you, I can see that it just, it, it resonates. Like you feel for these, for your God, clients. it does because I've been there and it's painful. And when you're embarrassed of yourself, uh, when you can't stand in your decisions, your behaviors, your body and own it. Yes. Man, that is so painful and it's immobilizing. Yes. And that is why a lot of my clients come to me in it because they have not been able to move forward. Yeah. And, so, um, so I'm like, a, so there's embarrassment, but I think also in here is shame. Yes. Right? Because the shame is that there's something wrong with me. Yes. And I think that's, that's the really painful piece. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't think that people typically call it that. Like we talk all the time about how our clients say they want one thing, but then when you really dig down, actually what they're wanting is like love and acceptings and freedoms. You know, yes. uh, I think it's that same thing. So if you're listening to this and you're dealing with being embarrassed because you're heavy or embarrassed because you did eat four pieces of pot Thanksgiving, no matter what your weight or size or embarrassed because you haven't made it to the gym in the year or whatever it is, you, you know, it, it might be more hamstringing than just embarrassment because, you know, I slipped and fell at the grocery store in front of everyone. You know, it right. might be more shame and a lot more immobilizing than just a little bit of, a, you know, embarrassment. Yeah. And that's a place to look, to tackle up because you're not going to move forward until you do. Right. And I do. Right. So I think, right. I think embarrassment is something like, oh, shoot, you fall down in front, you know, like, um, or you say something that you put your foot in your mouth. Um, And to me, that's different. Okay. Let me think of an embarrassing, you know what? I I will never forget uh, Maggie when she was like 17 months old, we were in the Wegmans up in Rochester, New York. And um, she smacked me right in the face in the grocery line. And I was embarrassed. Yeah. I was embarrassed. And, um, you know, how dare my child whose body is actually not under my physical control, <laughs> make a decision that might not reflect that I'm a good mom. So <laughs> the, the embarrassment tunnel is I was embarrassed because I felt like that made me not look good. Yes. And then the shame and I did not like lay into her. Like I didn't. No. And that was like a point of then it was my reflection of who I am I as a mom. Am I a good mom? Did yes. I do the right thing? The mom shame started to pop up. Thank God. I know it's the most painful shame alive. I, I'm convinced. And thank God a lady behind me said to me, you know what? You're doing a great job. And I really try to tell those moms who have said like, Nathan, 14 times in the last 10 seconds, just don't forget you're doing a great job. Yep. Because the mom shame will keep us stuck and in pain and not parenting the way we really want to parent. Uh, That's a prison right there. Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so, it's so painful. And the reality is, yeah, we're doing the best we can. And we do things that negatively impact our kids. Oh, gosh. I, I've got a list. <laughs> and they'll tell you. The, ch- the children will tell you. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm so glad. Uh, and and that, re- that lady 
really helped me yes. stay out of the shame tunnel on that. Yes, which then you just stopped at, wow, I was really embarrassed because my kids smacked me in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Because I knew I was doing, I knew I was being the mom I wanted to be when I didn't just lay into her. Mm -hmm. But I felt like there was a societal expectation that your kid smacks you in the face and you lay into, you Mm said, you know, I guess that may be from the South too. You know, that, oh no, oh no, we're not doing that. Right. Um, and uh, all it took was just a little reassurance for yeah. me to stay in embarrassment, not shame. Right. For, for somebody to see you, right? Mm. To see yeah. you, the essence of you, to see yeah. that you are a mom in this moment struggling. Mm-hmm. And really trying to stay... <laughs> hold it together, try to, try to keep, keep to my values of, I, you know, this is just a normal kid behavior kind of, she's 17 months old, right. hold your panties she's together. Angry or she's frustrated or whatever yeah. it is and, and doesn't have the words. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 28. She's 17 months. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. yeah. So yeah, it, it does. When people come to me, embarrassment, uh, my my experience has been most likely that translates into they're in a shame tunnel and they're suffering. And um, of course, of course that hurts my heart for them. Yeah. Well, so and your point about societal is, is huge, right? I mean, in our society, it is not, there's so much attached to being overweight, to being mm. unhealthy, to like, there's so, there's so much judgment mm. attached to that. And they internalize that, right? I mean, because they feel it, they see it when they, when, when they go anywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've felt it in the gas station when I go in and get a Snickers, a Butterfinger and a Heath bar. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I have a sugar addiction. Okay. It's not, you know, it's, it's a, it's not a secret. I'm going to be brave about that, but yeah, I have, I have done that many times and, and felt anywhere from embarrassed to shame. You know what? Okay, this is going to be another podcast, but I'm going to put it here so that you and I don't forget it. Uh, the hiding. Oh, when God. we hide. Well, yeah. So that's another like. I mean, that's a ding, huge ding. Flag, right. Yeah. I mean, when you're hiding something, then yeah. the question is, why am I doing this? Yeah. What? What? And I, you know, there are certain things, and I struggle with this because I there are things when um, I'm trying to think of one recently. Um, Oh, you know, I think oh, I'm just not going to tell my husband that, mm. you know, I'm like, and then I'm like, okay, why, what mm. is, what is it that he, I am afraid he's going to think about me if I tell him. And I've really challenged myself over the past, you know, probably five years or so to just be honest. Mm. And what turns out is that it's, he doesn't give a shit really. Right. I know. No. Yeah. So that's such a clue that it's about me. Yep. And so, yeah, so the hiding, the lying, the covering up um, is a big red flag for people to just, you know, just question, ask themselves why they are. And, and, you know, maybe sometimes, um, depending on the situation, um, it could be dangerous to let somebody know something. But for the most part, what is, which is another red flag altogether, but, um, but yeah, when you feel like you can't let somebody know what you're doing. Yeah, let's make that another whole whole yeah. podcast. Um, and I want to thank you and just acknowledge you for being open and vulnerable 
about where your work has been. Because it really is inspiring to me, and I'm sure somebody else is inspired because I think we've all felt that way. Oh, yeah. I mean, which is part of part of yeah, part of the growth, right? That and recognizing that none of us is unique, really. Mm-mm. I mean, we're all you know, none of us we're not the only one struggling with what we're struggling with. Mm-mm. It's it's really pretty universal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. And you too, you have been open and vulnerable and yeah, it, I think it's what, what makes you a good coach and like, you have people drawn to us because well, um, they feel like they can be safe. Thank you. I really got that acknowledgement and I, I appreciate it. I got that you got the essence <laughs> of me and that's very meaningful. If you're out there and you're listening to this podcast, please know that you are not alone. You do not have to hide. You can trust yourself. You can build trust in yourself. You are more capable than you think you are. And we believe in you. Like, subscribe to the podcast, listen frequently, share it with your friends. And if you'd like to step in and challenge yourself, or even you think you might want to challenge yourself into working with a coach, please visit our website at healthyliving.coach where you can schedule a totally for free, take control of your health session with either Fran or or me, Amy. And we love you. And uh, it's happy Thanksgiving for us, but this is going to drop in February. February, Valentine's Day, which is another, yeah, whole other thing. But we love you. Absolutely. Okay.